Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to another edition of Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirits get fed, where our faith grows stronger, and where we learn how to be overcomers. Regardless of how difficult uh, something may be that you've been dealing with, it is overcomable. It, it is possible for you to get past it, to get, get through it. And uh, maybe you say, well, I, I don't think I'm strong enough. Well, that wouldn't surprise me if you're not. <laughs> but you're not alone. There's somebody in you that's greater and bigger and stronger. And with his help, you can do it. You can get through it. I want everybody to say the greater one is in me. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. You can. Don't, uh, don't believe lies that it's too big. It's too hard. Don't let those words come out of your mouth because those are words of defeat. There's a reason why you'll be so tempted and so pushed to say hopeless things. Uh, you'll hear people, they just, there's like there's this intense pressure on them and sometimes they'll yell or even scream, I can't, I just can't. Where's that pressure coming from? What's going on there? This is more than natural, mental even. This is spiritual pushing on you, why? The enemy has to get access to you to steal, kill, and destroy. He can't just randomly come in and mess up your life. And the biggest thing he needs is for you to open your mouth and say he can do it. He needs your permission. And many people do not realize that they're giving him permission unwittingly without realizing what they're doing. What do you mean? If you say, there's no way, there's just no way, there's no way, then that gives him a right to make sure there's no way. You said it. But there's somebody else who'd like to work with you. There's the greater one inside you. There's the apostle and high priest of your confession. Whoever lives to make intercession for you, he wants to work with his words in your mouth. If you would say, even though it feels like you can't, it looks like you can't, all previous experience says there's no way. If you bite your lip and refuse to say that, but say, no, he is the way. The Lord is the way. And he makes a way for me. And there is a way of escape and a way out of this. And the Lord will help me through this and help me. I'm telling you, you start talking like that. You, you have given heaven something to work with in your life. You have given access to the greater one inside you. It matters, child of God, what's coming out of your mouth. It matters greatly.
I know uh, you can be in, in places that are hellish and you'll be so tempted and so pressed to say unbelieving stuff and people say, well, I, you know, I, I just need to vent sometime. No, you don't. No, you don't. Venting, as people call it, is yielding to wrong spirits. Yielding and just saying anything and everything of these feelings that you're having, the enemy is going, say it again, say it again. Give me a right. Give me access. He will come in and steal, kill, and destroy. And you can act like, well, I told you. I told you it was going to all, you know, go terribly wrong. Well, you don't realize you prophesied it and opened the door to begin with. Nope, nope, nope. Somebody said out loud, I'm overcoming. He always causes me to triumph. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are we going to make it, class? Oh, yeah. It's happening. Will we have everything that we need? Yeah. He supplies all my needs. Will we know what we need to know? Yes. He leads me in the way I should go. He, lead, he orders my steps. He directs my paths. Just speaking this way opens the door for the Holy Spirit to help you, gives him access to feed you the wisdom, to set things in motion round about you. It matters what's coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. And all that was free message. We got, we got another one here to, to talk about. Father, we ask you for utterance for this today, and we know you're already helping us. You're so gracious. You're so faithful. Show us what else we need to see about this. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look please again in Acts, the uh, 28th chapter, the last chapter of the book of Acts. Now, I shouldn't say last chapter because actually you and I are still writing the book of Acts. This is the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the church. It's still going on. But in the recorded part of this book, the, the 28th chapter, I'm going to read this to you from the complete uh, Jewish Bible, Jewish translation. It says, verse 1, After our escape, we learned that the island was called Malta. Like we said, this island exists today. It's off the, the southern coast of Italy, a small island. It said its people showed extraordinary kindness. It was cold and it had started to rain. Well, you know, how'd they get there? There's a typhoon, right? So yeah, the weather's bad. And so they lit a bonfire and welcomed us all. Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and was adding them to the fire when a poisonous snake driven out by the heat fastened itself to his hand. Every word and every phrase in the inspired Word of God is significant. Every one. You got to watch about, uh, I know in studying this again, uh, I've, I've spoken on this in times past, and I've read it many times, and yet something came alive to me this time, and I thought, well, why hadn't I been talking about that part of it? Because uh, it's not just preliminary, introductory thoughts. Every word is significant, which is why we encourage our people, you know, in the churches, read your chapter every day, 
uh, all of us together, read a chapter, uh, you know, every day, Monday through Friday, that will get you through the New Testament in exactly one year. If you just read one chapter in the New Testament every day, Monday through Friday. And you don't want to read it, scan it. You don't want to see how quick you can move through it. You want to pray before you read it and say, Lord, open my eyes to see what you have said. It's living and there are one thing will connect with another. And it shows you how God thinks. It shows you what's right and wrong. It's just so much going on. It gets in your spirit and it's light that continues to illuminate you the rest of the day and night and rest of your life. So why did he tell us about this? Why, why did he tell us about who the people were? And they built a fire and they received us with kindness because we're going to find out hospitality is a key to what happened in the end of this. <laughs> Are y'all with me? And uh, how in the world did it happen that this man of God who, who just had an angelic visitation, I mean, he's, Paul saw an angel a night or two ago sent from heaven uh, with a directive to him. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus and saw him personally and has talked to him personally since then. Amazing. And yet, he misses the snake in the, in the wood pile. What? Class, are y'all are awake? There, there, there are answers in every piece and part of this if you take time to listen. Uh, treasure the Bible. Treasure your word. Feed on it regularly. Remind yourself, I haven't seen a fraction of what's in here. And everything in here is life changing. And the answers that I've been looking for, they're here. The answers I didn't even know I needed to be looking for are here. They're here because it's alive and quickening. That's what Romans, excuse me, Hebrews 4.12 talks about. The Word of God is alive and, and quickening and powerful. And it, it can discern, and it does discern, between the joint and the marrow and the soul and the spirit. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, friend, nothing else can do that. But the word, you know, people trying to figure out who they are and what's important and what's God and what's not God and why am I here and all these things and they're convoluted and confusion. The word of God separates it, distinguishes it, clears it up, lights it up. Hallelujah. Can you see that? Quickens, enlivens. Thank God for his word. I, I know looking back, my wife Phyllis and I, back, um, you know, at this point, some 45 years ago almost, um, that's what changed our life. When we got a revelation of what, uh, a little bit at least, of what this word is. And I grew up around church and we respected the Bible we had a special place on the coffee table for it. <laughs> but we didn't realize, like Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
our being able to live and exist and function victoriously is dependent on hearing from him every word that's come out of his mouth. When you realize everything that was created was created by his words. So everything is word created. Everything that's word created is word dependent to continue its existence. What created us, our spirits, everything, uh, we're dependent upon that same source. What we're made out of is spiritual substance. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Somebody said out loud, thank God for the living word of the living God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And when we saw that, and we begin to see, hey, we, 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 we need to hear this word all the time. All that we need to feed on it, think about it, meditate on it, look for all our answers here. This is our standard. This is our foundation. That's when our life changed. And we started coming up and been coming up ever since. Hallelujah. 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 And it is so wonderful and liberating because... We're not dependent on another man or woman or some group or some organization or some company or, or the government or that can change and go away tomorrow. We are standing on the solid rock of being a doer of the Word of God. Uh, that's the, the, the thing Jesus talked about. The winds would blow and the storm would beat. But when you are founded on that rock... When it all is over, you'll still be standing there, unmoved. Hallelujah. And the rock, if you read the passage, was being a doer of what the Lord said, a doer of his words. That's what puts you and keeps you on the rock. So what happened with this? So after our escape, and that's his out of the ocean, out of the sea, the ship broke up and it's sinking. And so they all had to dive in. And different people grabbed pieces of wood and, and pieces of the ship, and they're holding on to it for flotation, and they're swimming, and there's land right there by the mercy of God. It's the island of Melita, the King James says. We'd call it Malta. And so everybody made it in the middle of a typhoon. <laughs> Nobody, there was 200 and some of them on the ship. And uh, nobody drowned. Nobody, well, that's what the angel said, wasn't it? The angel told him that. And he had, he had told him before. He said, we must be cast on a certain island. I don't know that he knew which one it was, but here's an island. And everybody made it safe. And as soon as they got there, its people showed us extraordinary kindness. That's this translation. The King James says, the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. A barbarian, you know, we may have one idea about this, but you've got to go back to these times. The, the antithesis of a barbarian was a Greek. The Greeks were educated, sophisticated. And if you weren't, if you weren't educated and sophisticated, you were rude, crude, uncouth, barbarian. <laughs> so that's, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, 
I think sometimes people have read books and watched movies in our days and, and they got this idea of what a barbarian is. But it doesn't, it doesn't equal violence and, and this. It just means uneducated, unsophisticated. But one thing you'll see here is that education and sophistication does not make you a good person. <laughs> huh? So-called genius does not make you a good person, much less a happy person. You can have one of the most brilliant intellects on the earth today and be so miserable you're suicidal. And that has been oftentimes the case. Why? Because, you know, knowledge alone and being of quick understanding is only part of being a human being, much less a good human being. And notice, these people, they didn't know multiple languages. They couldn't set a table in the proper way. <laughs> but they're kind. Come on, did you see this? Kindness. I'll take that any day, right? <laughs> Over somebody who thinks they're all that, right? But hadn't got time for you. And so these people, uh, th this ministers to me because I, I grew up, I, I suppose, we'd have been called barbarians. <laughs> there, there was no high level of sophistication, but uh, the, the generosity and the hospitality was there. I know uh, my, my grandparents had an old house, and it was a three-room, not three-bedroom, three-room and um, back in those days, even when I was a little boy, they didn't have uh, indoor plumbing or anything like that. Very crude. And um, yet the relatives would come by and, and, and my, uh, my granddad would say, well, uh, uh, such as it is, you're welcome to it. Come on in. And uh, they would invite people to spend the night. Ten people. And... There's two beds in the whole house. Where's all these people? They sleep on the floor. They sleep on the porch. They sleep everywhere. Well, there wasn't any sophistication, but there was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of camaraderie. And you felt welcome. And you didn't feel uncomfortable. How many would rather be in a crude setting and feel comfortable huh? than to be in the nicest of the nice and feel like nobody wants you there, <laughs> right? And everybody's looking down their nose at you. And, uh, why am I talking about this? The Holy Spirit is called the, the, uh, the comforter and the spirit of adoption. He makes you feel welcome. He makes you feel comfortable. He makes you feel like you belong, like you're valued like you're important. And as a believer, you are special child of God. That's to come through us to, to other people. We are not to be cliquish. You understand what I mean by that? We're not to separate into our little groups and, and compete and compare. Uh, anybody should be able to come around our group and 
around our churches and around our places and our home or anywhere, and we instantly make them feel comfortable. Right? Instantly make them feel like they are important, like they matter, like they va- they, they're valuable, they belong. Uh, I remember Phyllis and I, I went to Bible school. This is many years ago. And um, it, it took all the faith and money we had just to get to town. We had a little bit saved up for our registration fee. And we had, we had used some of that, had to have a place to stay and couldn't, couldn't find a, a more permanent place to stay. We finally got this little apartment in the rough part of town. We're country people. We're not used to a bigger city. We're not used to all this. And so we, we come in, we find our little apartment. It was rough as could be. It had, uh, I don't know how old the furniture was and all this, but it's a place to stay, and we were glad to see it. And from the hall, a guy poked his head out the door, and he said, hi. I said, hi. And uh, uh, y'all moving in? Yeah. And his wife stuck her head around the door, and, and uh, they found out we're believers, and they're believers too. And he said, uh, we, got, we just put on a pot of beans and bread. And that's all we got, but you're welcome to some if you'd like some. I thought, I never was so happy to hear about beans. <laughs> I was, you never let anybody know what I'm talking about. I'm a stranger in a strange town. You're, you're wondering what's going to happen to you the next few weeks and months. Uh, and, and they received us. Uh, I don't know if they had any degrees to speak of. But I didn't care. I wasn't asking about any of that. We had a good time of fellowship over a very simple pot of beans. And it encouraged us and made us feel a little better just about, uh, about arriving in town. The scripture tells us to be hospitable. Have you read this in the scriptures? To practice hospitality. And even the scripture says, be watchful to entertain strangers. For some have entertained angels unawares, without realizing it or without knowing it. Now, why am I talking about this? You see miracles happen on this island, don't you? Publius' father, who's in a bad state, is miraculously healed. And then many, or everybody, that had anything wrong just about it, in the island came and got healed over the course of three months. You know, they're there for three months. And it all started with what? Built them a fire. Come on, can you see that? Built them a fire, welcomed them, come on in, come on in, come get around the fire. Well, now, it wasn't too hard to realize after everybody starts crawling out of the water, and they're soaked, and they're shivering, and they're fatigued. Got to remember, they've been in this typhoon for two weeks on on the ship before this. And then they realize the soldiers are here, and they're rounding up these guys. Oh, this is a prisoner group. (laughs) Can you see this? This This is a chain gang. This is a prisoner group. And still, what'd they do? Come on over. Huh? Y'all are cold. Come over here to the fire. Uh, So, you got to watch about just 
seeing something that's off-putting and then going, I don't want anything to do with that. Would it have gone differently if they had completely uh, distanced themselves from this whole group and given no place to Paul or anything that he, that he would have said? This story wouldn't, wouldn't be in the book. Wouldn't be in the book. Jesus said, if you receive who I send, you receive me. And if you receive me, you receive the one who sent me. He's very, very big on delegation. Something else I like about this passage is uh, when uh, Paul gets there, he's standing by the fire and he sees they're running low on wood. And so he breaks out and starts gathering wood. He, he, and he, he gets a bundle and the word means uh, full capacity. Big bundle. So he's carrying a big load of sticks back. Paul is the apostle of God. Big load of sticks. He's hauling the firewood. Didn't wait on somebody to wait on him. Huh? Didn't wait on somebody to wait on him because he's the, the messenger of God. He's the apostle. No, that's wrong thinking. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, to be ministered to. I came to minister, to serve, and to give my life a ransom for many. Do you remember at one point, right before he went to the cross, at the, at the supper, he laid aside his outer garments and got a basin of water and washed their feet. You remember Jesus did that? And then he said, you know, be like this with each other. The, the Lord has cautioned us and instructed us against this, I'm too good to do this. I'm too important to do this. We don't want to let any of that thinking creep into us. Uh, how many can see it significant that I mean immediately Paul says, I'll go get that. Right? And he goes and hauls the big load of sticks. And you might think it was a bad idea when he dumps them out and here comes a snake right after and yet he was delivered and felt no harm there's a lot to be seen about that I can hear your minds going I wonder how come that happened we're going to talk about that <laughs> we're going to get into it but can you see for today the significance of hospitality can you see how important it is to receive God's people God's messengers because in so doing they, I, I know they didn't realize it, but when they built that fire and they received them in, and then later they went further than that. The, uh, Publius uh, brought uh, Paul and some into his house and, and was hospitable to them and fed them and took care of them. In doing that, he received Jesus into his house and healing came into his house. And miracles, come on, can you see that? Miracles came into his house and he didn't know he was doing that. He didn't know he was doing that. He, when he could have so easily said, I can't be bothered with those prisoners. Who knows what they've been up to? And who knows? They probably smell and, and know. <laughs> Thank God. When you receive his, you receive him. Our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. 
I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.